Join us each week as Andrew, Ray, and others bring us in on one of their weekly phone conversations with an amazing agent. This is Little Oak Weekly. Hi, everyone. My call today is with Dave Bawa from our Surrey office, and here we go. I'm going to call him right now. Hey, buddy. Mr. Bawa, you are you are live on the recording. I'm just adjusting my volumes, and uh, we are going to be good to go. Dave, you you uh you you've had a bit of a journey. People don't know where you came from. How did you how did you end up here in the Lower Mainland? You're not from here, are you? I am not. I'm not. I'm born and raised in uh, Victoria. Moved here in 2011. Uh, when I was pursuing my music career. So what was um what was the what was the, what was the reason you came to the Lower Mainland? Yeah, the reason I moved to the Lower Mainland was just because it was a bigger city. Um, there was more going on in the music scene that I was involved in at the time. So um, it kind of only made sense to get off the island and and kind of do things properly, right? Right. So that was that. Right. All right. Yeah. How did you how did you end up in real estate? What was the uh, what what caused that? How did that happen? Uh, I always wanted to be in real estate. I always knew that was going to eventually and end up being my um, career path. Uh, if you know music didn't work out or whatever, but I mean, um, like as far as a actual career, like I had always imagined myself as a as a realtor. I was in sales. Um, pretty much up since the time I was 15. Um, I was actually around quite a few realtors and whatnot. Um, I used to sell uh, cameras and cell phones um, at Future Shop from the age of 16 or 17 to like 21 or 22. Um, so I did that fairly successfully and had a bunch of realtors on my um, on my book of business at that time. So it was always something I was interested in and it was something I knew I wanted to do. So when I moved here, um, you know, to kind of convince my parents to let me make the move at the time because I was, you know, a lot younger. I said, well, I'm going to go chase my music career, but at the same time, I'll, go, I'll do this real estate course, which is, you know, offered out there. And, and that was kind of the, the hook, line, and sink. Well, how long have you um, How long have you been in real estate? Since 2013. Okay, so where did you start your real estate uh, journey? Um, well, I started at Sutton West Coast, which was the first brokerage I ever signed up at. Um, and then I've actually only been at two brokerages. I've been at Sutton and I've been here uh, at Remax Little Oak. So I, I started Sutton West Coast because I had taken the course through um, through Fred Nathwani, who's uh, no longer with us. He's passed away, but he, he was an awesome teacher and he and he had some sort of deal with, uh, with Sutton West Coast. So, you know, they kind of called me and uh, I didn't really know much, to be honest with you, when I started real estate. I didn't know anything about houses. I just knew how to sell. I didn't know anything about the actual real estate business. And uh, Sutton West Coast was there. It was, you know, the only place I ever even went in for an interview and I started and um, I did did pretty decent there for a guy who didn't have much, uh, much guidance or, or knowledge or know-how. And like my first year I did like 10 or 12 deals, which, you know, was my goal. I, I was happy with that. And then my music career kind of took off. So, um, 2015, I kind of just did a few deals and 2016, same sort of thing. Cause I was kind of busy traveling and recording my album and stuff. Um, and then when I came back, uh, kind of from, all of that and going to Atlanta and England and India and all those places that I was traveling to for, for music. I, 
I came to uh, Sutton West Coast in Langley. I had started working away and I started to see that my book of business was growing and I was, I was really pounding the pavement with real estate. And then I bumped into this guy named Ray in Canada one day on Facebook and the rest is rock and roll history. <laughs> so, uh, you, so you've been with us now, what, uh, coming up to, you've done three years. You're coming up onto your fourth year. I'm, I'm assuming I'm thinking, yeah. May 10th, 2017 is the day that I signed up at Remax Little Oak. Wow. May wow. 10th, 2017. So uh, tell us about um, how, how's your business, how's your business developed in the last number of years and what, um, you know, maybe, maybe there's something in how your business developed that can be helpful for, for somebody else. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I saw that my business, it developed tremendously. I mean, I, I still uh, maintain, obviously, the clients I helped in 2014, 15, 16, and 17 um, prior to being a Sutton, sorry, being at Remax. Um, but I noticed, like after I joined Remax, like the the quality of the quality of my clientele definitely did increase, um, and that was partly because my quality of thinking increased. I wasn't so long, like I wasn't longing for sales anymore. I was kind of more building a business. Whereas the first few years of my real estate career, it was just, I need 10 sales or I need 20 sales or I need this much money. And it was very um, surface level. Uh, after I, I started working at Remax, I, I started working closely with yourself, with Ray uh, and, you know, just kind of changed mindset, elevated my mindset to think, okay, um, how can I be efficient when I, when I am taking a listing? How can I make that listing turn into two listings or another buy? Um, how, can I, how can I make it so that my clients feel like I'm doing everything and, and anything for them to achieve their goal, um, but maybe work smart, not just sit there uh, and, and work crazy grind hours? I, I noticed that my business had um, taken a step back from burning the midnight oil to really just being very structured and like, you know, I work office hours at the end of the day and I, I still was making more money. So um, I think the best way to put it is my my business elevated and, and became more of a mature business, a business that that is one to be proud of. Um, and that was that was particularly because the systems that Remax Little Oak uh, offers, um, you know, with conveyancing being so amazing. And, and there's always somebody to answer your phone calls if you have any issues and the training programs that um, that, you know, Ray puts on and, and all sorts of stuff. So, you know, all those things I did think did a, took a big, big, uh, step in the right direction for myself. I, I'll never forget. Um, I think it was the first year I had ever started. I remember I called you and I was just so, so pissed off at these one clients and I had a subject to sale offer going on with them. And, um, they had like a family member who was, who was just, you know, he was wanting to bomb the deal cause he didn't want to move or whatever. And, um, I used to get so, and I still struggle with this, but I, I used to get so invested in clients uh, and deals and sales that I used to like, if I didn't sell it, I would just, you know, I'd just crash and burn. And I remember telling you about it and you're like, listen, man, if they don't want to take your advice and move forward next. And I, and I really applied that going forward from 2017 onwards and like, um, not to say I throw clients in the dumpster or anything like that, but you know, it, I don't get hung up on like rejection essentially. Um, if, if clients are, are not wanting to make the move today, that's okay. I pop them in a system. I stay in touch with them. And one day when they're ready, they'll make the move. Um, and if they, you know, the system has changed over years, but the fundamentals of the system haven't changed. Um, like meaning the, the, 
the vessel in which the system is carried in may have changed. Like uh, in 2017, 18, um, I was actually getting engaged and whatnot. And my wife, Manvir, who works with me full time, um, she does all my administrative and marketing and handles all the background stuff. Um, she had just came on to work with me full time. And it was cool because I had like an assistant, but obviously because she's my wife, she cares um, much more than a regular employee would, right? So she, um, you know, is my partner in this business 100%. And, and we like went did a lot of research on, um, you know, what different softwares work. And we, we found one called Trello. And it's very simple. It's free. And you just create like cards and, and, uh, you create these little, like little tabs essentially. And they're called cards. And you just, you know, pop in, uh, John Smith who lives at one, two, three fake street, met him on October 22nd, 2019, uh, during door knocking for an open house while I had, uh, you know, one, four, six fake street listed and, um, wasn't interested in selling, but said he might be interested in a couple of years, blah, blah, blah. And then I'd pop him into these, like, you know, I had, I had different, different tiers set up. So there's something like that. Uh, but then, you know, it evolves. Um, we started using different, different things. I started using like, you know, all the integration that like iPhone offers, like iPhone reminders, Siri. Um, then I start popping like reminders in like a year and a half from now in my calendar. So like I'd wake up on like, you know, February 24th, 2021. And I had popped something into my, into my, um, you know, calendar from last year that reminded me that, oh, I need to follow up with this gentleman. Um, cause he told me to give him about six months. And then I co- started, I signed up for coaching, um, last year, uh, at the Brian Buffini group. And, um, ever since I joined the Buffini network, actually, I, um, I started using their CRM and that their CRM is the best CRM I've ever used in my life. Like I, I don't use anything else but that. Their CRM is insane. Yeah, the thing the thing that a lot of people don't seem to realize in the business is that you can't keep this business in your head. Yeah. And which I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I did years and still catch myself living off memory. Um, but it's not uh it's not the safe way to do things. Yeah, a CR a CRM is going to be your secret to success uh, day in day out, and um, learning how to manage that database, and uh, you just can't keep it in your head because especially when people, you know, you need tickler files, you need reminders to call people, you need reminders on so many things. I mean, um, uh, you know, it, you know, like I I sometimes catch myself um, I having to go through back through my text messages because somebody will text me and I'll say. Um, I'll text you back. I'll call you back right away. But then a whole bunch of stuff happens. And then I know I better check, make sure I return. And then all of a sudden I find this text message buried way down and I, yeah. didn't, I didn't return the call. Right. Yeah. It happens. Um, and, you know, try everything in this business to not make that happen. And um, there are some people, very few that are just so uh, dialed in that, you know, they don't skip a beat. But for most of us human beings, um, we need systems. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's kind of where that kind of all came to fruition. So, um, looking back on the last number of years, what's the biggest lesson? Like, I mean, you must've learned a few lessons. Yeah. Well, like I said, next was a big one. Um, that was one of probably my big takeaways, like next, like, you know, don't, uh, in this business, you need to, you need to put your eggs in many baskets. Um, when it comes to your, uh, for your success, don't, um, don't count on that one listing you got coming up. Don't count on that one sale you got coming up. Don't count on that one buyer. Um, and you know, if, if, if you feel like, you know, this person is not showing you the respect or whatever, um, or not, or not listening to you, you're not clicking next. There's so many people out there in the world. Um, you will find your niche market. So that was, that was one big one. 
Um, the other thing is to continuously learn uh, was a huge lesson. I, I have seen real estate agents that uh, when I got into the business, to me, you know, it was like they could walk on water, right? I, I thought they were, they were, you know, gods in, in the real estate business. And, you know, you, the longer you stay in this business and you start seeing your development and your personal growth and you start seeing that these people aren't growing and that's a big issue in our business. So one of the things I always, um, I always picked up and one of the big lessons I learned was to continue learning and to never, never let the ego of this business um, take you to a point where, where you know everything. Because the second you know everything is the second things are going to go terribly wrong for you. <laughs> so what, uh, if you had to do something over, what, what mess-ups have you had in the last uh, in the business that you had? Shoot, that was a screw-up. I, I should have done that differently. I would have joined uh, a, a brokerage like Remax Little Rock off the get. That's my biggest screw-up. Um, I, I got into so much... Um, I guess not like like trouble. I've never been in trouble with a real estate jail or anything like that. But trouble in the sense that, like, from a business management perspective, um, I started working a sales job from 2014 to 2017, and in 2017, I owned my own business. That's what I always look at it like. Um, and owning your own business and working a sales job, like selling real estate and owning your own business is two very, very different things. So um, if, if I could redo anything, I would have joined a better brokerage because I only learned about business and taxes and tax shelters and uh, wealth and wealth management and, you know, doing this and doing that and keeping this thing separate and that thing there. And, and you know, all these all these little um, things that that uh, everybody at our brokerage, or I should say, almost everybody at our brokerage seems to do, um, was not happening at my last brokerage, and it was like it was it was crazy, man. It was like it was just a bunch of cowboys selling real estate, uh, and I I just that was my biggest regret because that put me behind the eight ball um, as far as some financial goals that I have for myself that I could have achieved much faster because um, I got into this business I think when I was like twenty four or something like that. So now I'm thirty two. So Dave, you mean the when you get a commission check, it isn't all yours? Well, things not so much, <laughs> not as simple as that. But I, I, it's like it's like you know, obviously you got to pay the tax man, and, and and there's that. But it's 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 more or less. Uh, how do, how do you how do you keep as much for yourself? Um, still make the tax man happy, but um, but keep things going in a method which is beneficial to you uh, and your family, and um, you know. I would have bought real estate a lot faster or a lot sooner if, if, if I had, if I had been at a, at a place where, you know, my peers were at an elevated mindset, like my, like, like they are now. Um, I'll never forget that I, I had an opportunity to buy one of my clients condos in a, um, in a complex on Scott road in 66 uh, in 2014 <clears throat> when the place was worth $240,000 and it was a two bed, two bath overlooked a, um, this beautiful water view uh, thing that they have built in the middle of the complex. And it was built by a really nice developer. And he just wanted, he wanted to get rid of it. He even offered it to me. He goes, Hey, listen, just take it from me. And I said, no, no, it's all good. I don't really want it. Cause I used to think condos were crap because nobody was buying them thinking like a salesman. Right. I'm like, Oh, well nobody's buying this off me. This thing sucks. And I didn't buy it. And uh, I had, I had enough money to buy that thing uh, at that time, you know, with a hefty down payment. And um, one year later, I ended up relisting that place and selling it for for four hundred twenty five thousand. And uh, I never hated that commission check so much. <laughs> well, you know, they say it's not um, it's not what happens to you on the journey; it's what you learn 
along Absolutely. the way that uh, that makes all the difference. So, do you have a do you, what would you say to some of the, the people in the business that maybe are number one are struggling? Because you know what I know I was you know when we were at the AGM today, I noticed that um, some of our competitors' market share had shrunk in the last year, and I didn't realize that that that, that had happened. But then I realized that a lot of realtors weren't working and and are still probably not working. What would you say to people that are struggling today? Um, if you're struggling today and it's because of the COVID pandemic, give your head a shake. I don't think this is going anywhere. Um, and there's always going to be something. There's always going to be some hindering thing that is out of your control. That's going to be a beautiful reason why you should just stay in bed. Um, but you need to get out there and you need to hustle and you need to find creative ways to, um, get in touch with people without, ruffling any feathers obviously with this with this pandemic and the new world we live in um and just and just kind of keep your keep your keep your uh keep your focuses in front of you at all times and um don't try to do everything in one day right like i the biggest thing i learned from my coaching recently is um three or four things that you have to do every day is a lot better than 35 things one day and then nothing for two months boy you're pacing yourself Exactly. And just, you know, just try to get a few things done. It's, you don't need to have a manic day every day. You'll get burnt out. But, you know, have your three, four phone calls daily, um, you know, five days a week or six days a week or whatever your schedule is. Go out on your showings, you know, daily, like go show your properties that you have listed uh, and, you know, put in a six, six hour work day. Six hours in real estate is a lot more than, you know, somebody working eight hours at a desk job or something. So six hours of real estate activities is a, is a lot of work. So, you know, just just do your stuff daily and pace yourself. Awesome. Awesome. Any uh, any other words of advice for uh, the, the newbies? What about the people? Are, there's people out there wondering whether it's a good time to get into real estate. You got any words for them? Yeah, it's uh, it's never a bad time to get into real estate so long as you have your head on straight and you know why you're getting into it. Uh, if you're getting into it for big commission checks, it's probably the wrong business for you. There's better ways to make um, big money if it's just the money that you're after. If you're looking to get into a business and create something for yourself, uh, create something for your family as generational, um, you know, it's it's a, it's a great business to be in because it's something that will allow you uh, and give you access to avenues that you didn't know existed uh, be that in the way of job opportunities business ventures um, investments for yourself uh, investments uh, for for clientele that you can help build portfolios for people um, and really really create something so that um, you know when you look back at it 10 or 20 years from now that that all the people that you helped along the way look back and go you know what had we not had this guy helping us we wouldn't have been able to get where we're with our real estate investments or our, you know, our sort of thing. So it's a, it's always a great time to get into it, but get into it for the right reasons. I, li- I like the comments you made about uh, you're building up, you built a business. So yeah. can you tell me what, what, what is predictable about your business and why, what, what is, what do you, what can you say for sure? This is going to happen to my business and here's why. Um, anything I sold to somebody is going to come back to me. Uh, I know that I know that when they need to sell it, it's going to come back to me. I know that if one of their their uh, family members or friends needs to work uh, or get something done, it's it's coming back to me. And those are predictable things. Um, I have I think five guys on my roster that I can predict at least one deal a year, uh, every year. I, I can I can guarantee that. Um, I have one gentleman who I I've been working with since I think the first year I ever got my license, and um, he was in Kelowna at a presentation center. 
uh, on vacation. He had had a couple of drinks and he decided that he wanted to go condo shopping. And uh, <laughs> and he picks up the phone and he goes, hey, I'm at this presentation center. I'm passing the phone to the realtor. Uh, just write it up for me and uh, make sure that they give you the commission for it. <laughs> so, and this is, I'm talking about, I was out, you know, I was out like at a patio or something. It was like the middle of July, like COVID and, you know, everybody was out and about for those few months where things kind of calmed down for a little while. And I get a call like that. And then, you know, he bought a $650,000 condo for me. So like, you know, those are predictable things I have. Um, and that's because of, you know, staying in touch with these people, um, you know, keeping those like items of value that I give them as far as like tidbits on the market. Um, you know, when I see deals, I send them to the right guys, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, those are predictable things that happen in my business. So Dave, uh, you know, listen to you talk like this now and knowing the, the realtor population like I do, uh, you just matter of factly say staying in touch with people. But the, but the fact of the matter is uh, Korea has done surveys for years in Canada and yeah. uh, over 80% of the people with a real estate license after they make a deal, that's it. They never stay in touch. Exactly. Yeah. I was one of those people for, for three years. So you, you, you changed your ways. I changed my ways because I think um, the mindset around commission sales is when you've, when you've sold them something, run for the hills. <laughs> like, like, it's like, it's like, it's like, you know, like, I don't know what you did to that person, but you got away with it. So you might as well keep your mouth shut and move forward. But um, don't think that's the case. I mean, like, it's just a really crappy commission salesperson attitude to have. Um, and weirdly enough, not following up with them is, is going to put that into their mind. But following up with them eradicates any thought of anything like that. Even if the deal didn't go as smooth as you wanted it to go, it's crazy how much following up will... Um, eradicate any doubts they had about you in their mind. And I, I just went through that uh, two months ago. I had a, the, a possession that went so terribly wrong. And of course, every realtor goes, oh shit, I'm going to have to pay for some damages. This is coming out of my commission check, right? And everybody thinks that. And um, it's not the case. If you know how to get things done, um, it might take a little work. I had to be around those people for another three weeks working after the fact, helping them go to the civil tribu tribunal, uh, filing, you know, filing a, a claim against the previous owners, helping them with all this stuff. Uh, and at the end, you know, when, when it was all said and done, we filed it and I said to them, guys, is there anything else? Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that this didn't work out the way that we intended for it to work out. They said, Dave, there's nothing more we could ask from you. You did, you did more than we ever expected from a salesperson. You know, the thing about following up, that's awesome. That's an awesome story. The thing about following up is what you don't know is the people that they're going to introduce you to, the people that they're going to, you know, uh, you know, run across their path, maybe at work or at, at the temple or at church or who knows where they know they've got their friends that they hang out with. And then the, somebody says real estate and they say, well, wait a second, you got to, you got to use my guy, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's not only that, it's, uh, you know, a lot of people will, a lot of people, they're, you following up with them is like a, it's like a commercial for, for something you didn't know you want until you see it on TV. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I've oftentimes called somebody, not even mentioned anything about real estate and just had a conversation. How's it going? How you been? How's things? How's the kids? You know, how's the life? Blah, blah, blah. You know, you guys got any trips planned? Yada, yada, yada. This is prior to COVID, obviously. Uh, and then, you know, this, that, and the other. And then, you know, everything goes cool. It's a nice little 10, 15 minute catch up. And it's almost like clockwork. 72 hours later, 
hey, buddy, I saw this property that got listed just down the road from me. Do you mind taking a look as to how much they're asking and stuff? I have mom who wants to move into the neighborhood. Or, hey, we were thinking of upsizing. The place you sold it has gotten a little small. Uh, and it's just that reminder, that push, right? Like, um, it's, a, it's a coincidence. But the thing about coincidences is they're, they're not all that common. <laughs> you got to make them common. Yeah. If you, uh, it's a people business and if you take care of the people, they're going to take care of you. So, um, Absolutely. what's your, Absolutely. what's your, Dave, what's your prediction for the year? What do you think is going to happen, uh, going forward? And what's your prediction for 2021? Uh, prediction for 2021 is, is I, I think that we are going to stay on this roller coaster of, of madness until, until about October. And I say October because that's when the vaccinations are supposed to be, you know, more heavily finished and done. And, you know, if travel opens up and stuff, definitely you're going to see a bit of a, a lull. So, um, you know, make your money prior to that. That's that's kind of not saying, you know, that's doomsday or anything like that. I'm just saying that, you know, there is going to be, uh, there is gonna, definitely going to be a lull. We can't just keep going at this, um, the trajectory that we're on right now, which is, you know, straight line upwards. Uh, it's going to have to level out. Uh, there's buyer's fatigue is going to settle in. But on a positive note, um, you know, your average average sales, uh, your average dollar volume has gone up tremendously no matter what you sell, whether it's uh, condos or townhouses or, or detached houses, whether you work in Abbotsford, Chilliwack or Surrey, it doesn't matter. So uh, I think, you know, what you're going to see is uh, you are going to see, you know, a lot of demand right now. Listings are the name of the game. But um, get your get your people with thick with uh, with deep pockets ready for this um, this lull that's about to happen. And when the lull does happen, that's when you're going to scoop up deals, and that's when the real money is is uh, is to be made. And to all the realtors in our office, um, don't do don't do what all realtors do when they make money, which is find all the things they want to buy and buy them. Um, enjoy your life, go out to nice dinners, buy yourself fancy stuff, but uh, invest some money in real estate as well because the deals are to be are to be had out there. They're, they're coming. I promise. Wow. David, thanks very much. That's awesome. Um, we'll come back and chat with you later on in the year and you can tell us how things went. Thank you, my friend. Okay. Have a good, have a good day. All right. Take care. You bet. Bye.